Chain Man. Yeah, of course. So I'm a huge fan of your work. Oh, for people who don't know, you're an artist, yeah. artiste, as they say. <laughs> uh, so how'd you get into art, and why does it mean so much to you? I got into art from my grandfather, who has he's been painting for most of his life, and he. Uh, I guess I guess you could say he retired kind of early and just did art full time, and yeah. So I I was just grow I just grown up I was you know grown up being around him and by default, uh, around art. So that that led to me kind of just doing it, and um, so I just been I just been painting throughout my life, and it's been pretty sporadic until the last couple of years when I decided to go into it like full-fledged um and now yeah now i'm here <laughs> that's awesome so how what was the um was there a specific moment or how did you know that you wanted to kind of switch to art and really pursue it as a career because i feel like a lot of people may be scared to do that yeah well it is it is terrifying so i came to penn state and i you know I, in high school i guess i was kind of thinking about going to art school and then I decided that, no, I'm just going to go to regular school, like Penn State, a big school, and uh, party and join Greek life and and not do art, you know, because I was like, there's no career in that. Like, I'm going to get a good job or whatever and try to make a lot of money um, in whatever I'm doing, even though that necessarily isn't extremely conducive to having an advertising major and going into an advertising career. But, you know, I guess if you do like ad sales or sales generally, that compensates pretty well. Or like you become a CMO, but anyways, I was like into Penn State, joined Greek Life. Uh, I always did well in like my classes. I'm like gonna graduate. I'm right on the precipice of either graduating magnum cum laude or not. I don't know if I'm gonna make it now because of the semester with my one class that I was telling you about. But um, yeah, so I went hard. I did a bunch of extracurriculars and things, and was trying to decide. Or no, I was like trying to decide. Yeah, what exactly what I would do for my career. And I was thinking, you know, advertising, marketing, kind of like what I was saying, or sales. Uh, and then really what, like, ironically, what led me to wanting to do art full time was the I became president of my fraternity during my sophomore year. And that was during the COVID restrictions. And Penn State was very stringent with that. So um, having to deal with the school and then the brothers, then, you know, res- consequential response to what the school wanted or expected was pretty horrible to deal with and I was kind of in over my head especially like all things considered and there's a lot of uh, variables that I didn't necessarily couldn't really account for going into it and essentially I left the fraternity like long story short at the end of my sophomore year and since it was such a stressful year I decided to just start painting a lot because I, I was stressed out for a whole year just miserable and then I was like oh yeah no I do really love to do this and then I was just basically spending all my time doing it and that following summer I had an apprenticeship with uh, an artist who's based out of Pittsburgh Corey Bonnet who's an amazing artist I won't really go into his work but um, he's like a very wise uh, man that I like it became like a role model and someone to look up to. And, uh, and he's not even that old. He's like in his forties and is a really cool guy. And we had a great, I had a great time with him, but it like further affirmed 
that I did want to be heavily involved in the art world or, you know, at least to some capacity. But I was still flirting with the idea of getting a marketing job. Actually, you know, I wouldn't even say flirting because then I went, you know, I still had a summer internship outside of my apprenticeship with an ad agency in Pittsburgh, which was a really small agency. And then, you know, my junior year, I was super involved with extracurriculars with advertising. Still, you know, I was technically top of my class in the advertising major, arguably, uh, which there are some like tangible measures to prove that. But I mean, like, who gives a shit anyway? Life lacks. And uh, yeah, no. <laughs> and so I was just good. like, I went hard, like I yeah. worked really hard and it was showing. And like, I just, I thought that was necessary because I wanted to get a really good job and, and all that. So yeah, so I was like very, uh, so I guess really like it, the time when I went really heavily, because then after my junior year, I interned with an ad agency again because I got a really good internship. And like, it was like just my senior year when I was like actually at the point where, and it wasn't even at the beginning of my senior year. It was like, because I was still applying to jobs and stuff. And then late into my end of the year. So I guess even like, I'd say a couple of months ago is when I finally like sat down with my parents and we talked about it and they're like, yeah, try art we think you can make it work and it seems like you think that way too generally and yeah. it's something that i don't necessarily think i like if i'm going to be candid and honest i can make it work but there's a lot of almost like objective measures that are showing me that it can work that i think i just need to put more faith in um and also the times when I tell myself or like I think of those things and put it into perspective. I'm like, okay, actually this is viable and I can make it work. I feel a lot better and I'm not as tortured, but there's a, like today's been a little rough because I was like thinking about, there's like a lot of things I need to do even just before my show this summer that are like, they're like, holy shit. And I can't, it just drives me crazy. Like if I had complete control of my life, like that would be, that would be great because then I wouldn't have to like, I wouldn't, I, I knew that it was all up to me and there wasn't anything like to dwindle my effort or like, yeah, there's no outside. Or my trajectory. Like, yeah. So therefore like, stuff like being that. a student drives me crazy. And I'm like, actually, if I just spent another week at Penn state, I would go absolutely insane. And I'm not even saying that facetiously. I'm saying it seriously. Um, so I need to get out of Penn state. And then there's like a few things like, you know, there's family pressures to, like, even have, like, a social life or, like, why aren't you going out of Penn State? Like, I don't give a shit. I could not give less of a shit. There's nothing that is here for me that I want. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, I'm just working. But, like, then also it's, like, I need to get the stuff I want to get done for my art career, for my peace of mind. But then I also have to finish school. So it's, like, yeah, so I really don't have time. Yeah, yeah you're in this juggling. Act. Yeah. So now I'm, like... I'm really excited to finally get out of here and just do art full time. And like now I'm at this point where I'm like right at the end and I'm like have to like get through this one last exam, which I like really don't want to study for as I've indicated to you. But um, well, so why why are you so eager to get out of Penn State? I'm not don't want to be yeah, like, be because, negative, but I'm just curious. I'm yeah, scared. because I can spend all my time working my art career. Gotcha. Because being a student here is really taking away from that. Being in an environment where there's no one to meet, there's no one that like, there's just the 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 likelihood of me meeting someone that's actually worth meeting, or 
can at least in the short term of advance my career is like one million times more likely in Miami. This is just a small town in PA that it's just, you know, I know a lot of people. I'm like generally really well known around Penn State. And and those people have either talked to me or like I've become aware of or like whatever it is. And like I had really big circles when I was in Greek life. And I've like realized that like it's there's just not enough for me here. There's like what I want is not here. It's elsewhere. Yeah, for you're like not you're very, not getting fulfilled. And like in like a very comprehensive way. Um, so therefore I wanna leave. Uh so yeah. Well I mean that's important to recognize when maybe you aren't in the right place. Yeah. But at the same time, like I felt the very same way and I still feel the same way in certain aspects about Penn State. Like especially going through freshman year was COVID, sophomore year was COVID, little minus a few things. But when I'm taking gen eds, I'm like, why am I here? Why the fuck am I here? This is driving mm. me insane. I could be do, I could be yeah. podcasting. I could be editing videos. Gen eds are such a waste of time. Yeah, don't even get me started. But yeah. at the same time, I've also as and I money. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But at the same time, I've also kind of shifted my mindset to like, there's other stuff like friendships, like the people that I have met out through my clubs, through just fun times, like. Some of those people are going to be at my wedding, if not in my wedding. Yeah. And I think that is an important part of college that I certainly overlooked. And I'm not uh-huh. saying that you're doing that, too. Yeah. I, I'm just speaking from my perspective. Yeah. And and that's and if you want to, like, shrink the critical mass of your support system, that's awesome, mm. as long as you recognize that. Yeah. You know? No, I know I'm foregoing a lot of things by, like, sort of my lifestyle or what I've really made for myself after my sophomore year. But... I've recognized that I have to live a really unorthodox life in order to like get or like continually be on this path that I want to take and like have it be to the measure. Like, and that's the thing too. It's like, it's so hard now, especially to make things work in the way you want them to. I feel like for your career or just like even the way society is and things like there are just so many variables that it seems like is working against a lot of people. And, you know, let alone the fact that, like, a lot of these industries now are, like, oversaturated. Um, So, therefore, I have to do these things. Like, I've thought about it a lot. I've done the research. And it's, like, I I have to sacrifice a ton of things in order to do that. But since I'm committing to it and since it's I've decided that's what I want to do, that's just the reality of the matter. So... It's like, you know, like, okay, I'm going to, you say you're going to you know, meet people who are going to be your wedding. I don't even know if I'm going to have a wedding. You know what I mean? So, and like, and I get how like, oh, you're just young and like, you're just saying that. But like, I've thought about it a lot. I put a lot of thought into it. And I don't, I don't, maybe, you know, I'm going to meet that person. My opinion's going to change, but I don't, it's just like, <laughs> maybe I'm just like slowly going insane. But like every day, <laughs> it's possible. every day I spend like trying to analyze things and like I look into the world or I look into like how I think society is sort of being formed by different new emerging either like concepts or like ideologies or like, or the influences of technology. It just, and like I tend to be pretty negative, but it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, obviously, I tend to be pretty negative, but like, it's just like, all right, especially right now, this is me time and I'm young and all the people that I am heavily influenced by and look up to that I listen to on podcasts or whatever it is, because I listen to a lot of podcasts when I paint, they're like, you need to sacrifice a lot when you're young 
if you want to get to certain things or like reach certain points or whatever that is. So I'm like, okay. And and imagine if I was even more polarizing or crazy about it or like, or militant about it. Yeah. So that's kind of my thinking. And, you know, to advance business and things like that, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to be social to some extent or at least to maybe even a significant extent when I move to Miami, but I'll do that when I'm there not here. Yeah, no, I, I kind of get. So what are you, who are your influences that have kind of crafted this mindset? Um, so Chris Williamson. Yep. Yeah. I do. His <laughs> podcast is great. Yeah. It's people like him. And, uh, um, there's a, this one guy that I started listening to that, uh, he's, he's this, he's this African-American guy who's like probably in his late thirties. And he's from, he's like, he's like Britain. He's like, and it has an English accent. Oh, it's uh, Diaries of a CEO or something like that. Oh, yeah. Diary yeah. of a CEO. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know the name. I forget the Steve, name. Uh, Steve Bartlett. St- yeah. Or Barnett. Like him. Like he is one of them now that I like, I've listened to a shit ton of him over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like people like, the, it's like everyone, man. It's like even listening to like Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's like, it's every single person. You should be it's, proud to be a Joe Rogan it, yeah, listener. No, I am. It's just, <laughs> he gets so hated on now. Uh, well, yeah, and ultimately those are people with their own opinions, and like, yeah. and it's I'm sure you can relate to it as an artist. Like, people are gonna have their own opinions of whatever form of expression that you have, yeah, and are you get vulnerable. Like for me, like podcasting, like for half an hour to forty five minutes to an hour, like every single week, I'm gonna say some stupid shit. That's just gonna happen. Yeah, and it's vulner. It's a moment of vulnerability that like the people may say, like, jump on you for it. and Everyone says stupid shit. It's just crazy that, yeah. like, that people have made it something to be embarrassed about to be a Joe Rogan fan. Like, and, like, also mm. because a lot of those things that they, like, also believe in, too, that he, like, shares opinions with. And he's also a person who <laughs> speaks for hours, and, of course, we've learned to find things he doesn't like. Yeah, you Especially sp- someone who has a lot of really developed opinions on things. Exactly. You yeah. speak to three hours with a friend, chances are some stupid stuff is going to come up. And it's like, I mean, it's just very frustrating because, like, he's – the podcast I list, frequently visit, I will re-listen to a certain episodes where mm-hmm. he's, it's like you said, sacrificing hard work, determination, grit. Like, from anyone else – I, a lot of people would be receptive to that. Yeah. But because it's him, people are kind of getting blinded by one side or the other, whichever way that they believe, to stand strongly in their camp, right? And it's like, that just gets very frustrating because he could be making, he is making a huge impact already, but he could be making a bigger impact if people stop to listen to yeah, his actual people words. need to just calm down um, and, and like just not, not associate themselves with certain ideologies or like opinions that they like pin themselves to yeah um but with that said i like it's and it's not even there's like certain concepts too or like or like um schools of thought i guess is how i would characterize it that i also am like kind of taking a lot of interest in like stoicism which is essentially like you know and you talk like people like jordan peterson talk about things like this it's like finding a goal or something or a me- a purpose in life and then you j- attach yourself to it and you don't necessarily need like you don't need certain pleasures or like le- or like subjective measures of happiness or socially constructed measures of happiness to to determine 
how you should be living or spending your time too. It's like if I if I think I found my purpose of just to be an artist and like and, and dedicate myself to that. Uh, I don't. It doesn't have to be you know as as like a certain you know this like road of of like sunshine and rainbows and I'm gonna have like such a happy fun life all the time, especially as an artist. Like a lot of people say, you need to struggle, and I want to. And all right, well, let me do that. And don't give me an opinion or, or weigh into when I'm when I'm living the lifestyle that I am, which is very, I guess, why, like I said earlier, unorthodox. And yeah, so I and I think, you know, there's a lot of smart people who have come before come before us who have put a lot of thought and in, in, in they have a lot of merit towards what they're saying with the things like stoicism. And and it's like since I got to be alive anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to be really creative and constructive with it. And I don't want to live it. I, the, the worst thing is like, I don't want to live it absolutely like anyone else. It's my life. I want to be the complete master of that. And I don't want other people to influence it and have as little of effect on it as possible. Cause I really want to have creative authority over it. Almost like artwork or something like that. Also with that, like also as well is that sort of with art specifically like everything that's been created or everything that like you could do or create now has already been done before there's just already been so much art created so it's like and like breaking into the art world too is so hard anyways so it's like there's just so much stuff that i'm gonna have to do to make it work and like make it to work to like a really big and full extent that i want it to so, so how describe to me as someone who doesn't know yeah, what it is like, like what dark. is it? Yeah. What yeah. is it like breaking into the art world? And trying yeah. To get your foot it's extremely political. Like it is like one of the most political exclusionary industries or, or like not necessarily an industry. It's like a social club that like you somehow, it's usually who, you know, it's all about, who you know, like I talked to a lot of people or I t- I've talked to a fair amount of people it's hard to talk to a lot of people about it because everyone's so stuck up generally and hard to talk to. But they say, like, yeah, it's it's completely who you know. And, you know, things you can help your chances by, like, getting an MFA at Yale, which is, like, the best program out there. And, like, I'm going to shoot for that after a year of living in Miami. And, and then eventually, like, yeah, that will allow me to meet people. Hopefully being in Miami will allow me to meet the right people. Usually you want to go with New York or L.A., but Miami is like the third option and I want to get out of the Northeast. So, uh, yeah, it's like hopefully I can like use some cheat codes to leverage me being able to get into it. But it's really yeah, it's it's one of the like as Kenny Shatner, who's like or Shachter, who's like a guy who criticizes the art world a lot. And he's actually just had a conversation with him, which was really brief, which actually did not go well. Um he was kind of a dick, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was talking to him and or like he says often, cause a lot of people interview him. He's like, I said, he's a guy who criticizes the art world a lot. He's like, it is one of the most fake, like, you know how it says like we're progressive or it's like comprised of a very progressive type of people. It's a very conservative, uh, industry or like not industry. I, I'm trying to think of the word for it cause I can't, I Field? can't get it. Not like not field either. It's like a it's a um culture. Cult yeah, sure, culture. Yeah. We'll roll with it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um culture that uh because of like how it how it's it's not 
really open to, to coming up with ways for for artists to really break into it. But with that said, like if you're really good and you do like figure out a way to get an MFA at one of the top schools, like you'll be fine and you'll figure it out. But I gotta get there and I gotta make sure I can get in. Well, dude, honestly, like I, knowing you for a pretty extended period of time, like. You will get there because I know yeah, that thanks. you're not going to take no for an answer. And yeah. to kind of go back to what you were saying about like people, like signs of like people appreciating it or is this going to work out? Dude, like your social media is great. It's like people enjoy it. And yeah. if it wasn't great, people wouldn't enjoy it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I when I see the comments on your on your videos and it's like, oh, wow, amazing. Great job. Yeah. Great work. Oh, my God. Never seen something like this before that signs of like this shit is killing and as much as as terrifying as it is trust me as someone who like my parents tell me all the time why don't you go out why don't you have fun why don't you just go with friends it's very tough to walk away from that and work towards something that isn't tangible in the moment yeah and to say like i gotta do go against the current and Mm -hmm. really just do my own lifestyle so like yeah. I, I'm just saying this as your friend, like yeah. you're gonna be fine. I have I have, I have a gut feeling that you will figure it out and you will be absolutely fine. Yeah, I'm gonna do everything. Obviously, as I'm so, sort of saying, I'm gonna do everything I can to. I'm not gonna really say, I'm not gonna say it's gonna work out until it does. But um, you know, like if people want to tell me that, like great, and I appreciate it. Yeah, and you know, cool. Like I'll I'll like generally be like, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, right? But we'll see. Like I'm. I don't and like yeah you don't want to get the too thing ahead is, of yourself. Yeah, yeah the thing is too is that like I'm extremely self-conscious and uh and I don't I don't know whether that's been like influenced by other people or whatever it is uh it's it's kind of like it kind of I think hurts my self-actualization or like or like that that like ability to tell myself like I'm gonna actually be able to make it work yeah, that self belief. Yeah. So, like, uh-huh. did that did that self consciousness did that play a role when you first started, like, really putting your work out on? Well, display it, that was people? very vulnerable, and I did get like a lot of people shat on me, and it was like it was just not a great situation. It was like, and it was very unsexy. Like, starting anything new is like it's not, it's not appealing, right? Yeah. So you know how it is. It's uh, so that was pretty brutal. But like, generally, I think really when I got super self conscious was when I left my fraternity. And a lot of things happen that sort of like led to this, but it's like it's not even that big of a deal to me too, because like I kind of just laugh about it, because I'm like, all right, well, I know that the only way to remedy be remedy this or like I'm gonna be able to not be like that is if the I put in that work, you know. So yeah, it's absolutely. just fuel, and the times I'm noticing now when I really get, I just feel like once I get out of here, I'm gonna be so untapped with my like motivation and ability to do things because the only times when i get bogged down or upset because i've so like don't care what other people say now uh in regards to like that like things with my art or whatever because i know i'm gonna like i'll figure it out in that regard like i'll make good work eventually but it's like um it's just school like i get so bogged down from school so that's like the only thing bringing me down like makes me get lazy and things like that i just get so like that's like when I can't be productive is when so, I have to get schooled on. So do you have a process for getting out of that funk or like how did you get out of that um, when you were leaving your fraternity and that was kind of a, a dark moment for what you? What got me through it was seeing the purpose in it because I knew that that was going to allow me to get a better job. Now I just, since I'm just doing art, I'm like, I'm genuinely wasting my time. 
Mm. Yeah. Not, so it gets hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but like, I totally understand that. And I clearly you're someone that's like in my mind like a Hunter S. Thompson. Like you're just gonna do some wild shit. Like you're just gonna be like yeah, Forrest Gump. You're yeah, just gonna be Forrest Gump. Like you're just cool. gonna do some wild shit. Yeah. And I'll I'll hear about it in, in your movie, uh, in your biopic. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I mean, yeah. If you find a purpose, that that's awesome. And a lot of people don't find that or they're so, scared to do uh, that most people probably don't yeah. so like that's why it makes a lot of sense to live like you know go on the weekends and live for the weekends and things like that it makes a lot of sense i don't i don't necessarily disparage it but i'm like i feel like also life gets enhanced a lot more like it feels a lot more re- real almost when you're not like taking substances for fun or like you're not just like doing everything that everyone else is doing like i don't it just seems so way more appealing to live a life that's not like that. Yeah, because if I have people in my life who have either known former addicts or have been former addicts, and it's like when you when the when the doors close and you're by yourself and you're nursing a hangover, you got to confront that. You got to confront yeah. that, and it's scary to be like, oh, I only feel happy or comfortable in my own skin when I'm out drinking, smoking, whatever. And again, like. I don't I don't hate on people that do do that. So sometimes I I need a night out with friends just to clear my head and just get away from everything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like that fine line of what is healthy and what is like teetering on like yeah. this isn't this isn't a good relationship. Yeah, internally I was a lot more unhappy when I was partying and drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. When it comes from like when it comes from like a happiness perspective now it's like i'm just having a blast all the time when i'm working because i'm completely addicted and obsessed with it but it is um it's it's i'm but i'm way more or less satisfied too so like when before when i like didn't have this like me wanting to be the artist that i want to be i didn't have that like that like that like craving for 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 what I do now but now since I have it like I'm extremely unsatisfied to the point where like it's kind of uncomfortable to do anything that's not work Mm. so that's an interesting way dynamic that I now live with but I know that's just part a part of the beast of of like like we were saying everyone you listen to right who's who you look up to and is successful Patrick Bet David's another one that I listen to all the time he talks about the same thing, dude. When you're young, it's like you got to take that sacrifice and 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 do everything you can. Cause and he says it more than anyone, I think, too. Actually, he's like, he's like, if your things aren't working right now, then you figure them out and you do you go until you figure them out, and that's the only time when things aren't really come together for you. Like if no one wants to give a shit or acknowledge it, then you figure out a way to, and you just don't stop until that happens. Like that's the way it goes. And, like, if it comes from him and a lot of other people, then I'm like, okay, that must be true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's for a lot – like we talked about with relationship with substances, like, a lot of people don't want to confront their problems. And a lot of people don't want to confront the fact that they're flawed in certain ways. And it's it's terrifying. Like, for you, your attitude of, like, continuously working, does that kind of take – out some of the joy of the painting a little bit or when you're in the process of making something you're full like you still get yeah. enjoyment out of so it work, I'm just, I'm yeah just no that's about a good that. question see yeah this is a very good question because i get it asked i get people people ask it a lot who are like really paying attention it's the the only thing that's like work 
is like the computer stuff that like talking like whatever that is right that's like but i know it's like feeding this organism of something that i want to be or love so it's like fine but then once i get to paint then it's like this extremely cathartic like it's like purely cathartic right yeah so therefore that's like the really fun part that like that's what it's all about it's like actually making the art and like working towards making work that like people you know is either like it's it's inspiring or like people like take something from or like just enjoy in that brief period of time they observe it for um it's just like being able to create is is has been the most has been the most fulfilling and rewarding aspect and it's what i want to continue to do and be able to feel doing and the only way i'm going to be able to add that fuel is if I grow the business or like I continually work to make money for it and things like that and, and feed it. So, and the more I do that and the better I do six, like business wise or, you know, running that, running those things or putting that time into there is going to allow me to not have to get another job and I can just spend more time creating. Right. Exactly. So like, that's the goal. People want independence. People want yeah. freedom. And what you're doing now, whether you, you are aware of it or not you're inspiring other people it doesn't even have to necessarily be artists just have the balls to say i love this thing that i do i'm gonna say screw it and just try and make a career out of it it's terrifying but it's way more fulfilling than at least you take a shot and see if you can make it or quote unquote make it whatever your definition of making it is then like settling for a desk job and just being in a cubicle or like just being a corporate number like yeah. that to me is my worst nightmare is being a corporate number yeah and i i feel like you know there's definitely different levels to how shitty that can be like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who have great careers or whatever and like do stuff they're into when they're working for somebody else like but like generally like yeah that can tend to be pretty unfavorable but you know with that said like people still have good lives and everything but like if you if you're yearning or wanting something different than that, then yeah, it's it's it is. I'd say it is in your best interest to try to find it. So, what's your relationship with social media now? As yeah. your art gains more eyeballs, how do you handle your relationship with a world that like we kind of have to stay connected to, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in order to reach a wider audience? But for you as an artist, how do you try to manage that relationship so that it doesn't affect your creativity? Yeah, I hate making content and I hate having to film anything while I'm in my creative process or painting. So I don't have a great relationship with social media. Luckily for me, I've learned that. the So there's like this is an uh, uh, one professor asked me to talk to his class last week and it was a, it's a social media marketing class. And it was like a student panel was there and we, um, yeah, so we just gave social media advice and I was like, luckily for me, the art world pretty much completely resides on Instagram. It's not on TikTok or anything like that, but there's also like two separate art worlds on the Instagram. So like you have the people who create the really realistic portraits or the really like cool kind of thing where they're spray painting and whatever. And it looks like it's like very textured or whatever. And things are, you know, it's all sticking off the canvas. There's like that art world, which is like the Instagram art world. And then there's like the real art world, which is not that it's like where the people are in the big galleries are and like they're showing their work, they're posting shit. Right. But it's not like just for, it's not just to like, 
be showing on Instagram, which is like, that's fine. And people can sell a lot of art through Instagram, but there's like these unspoken rules or not even unspoken. Like, yeah, they are unspoken because it's just generally accepted that you don't want to be like those artists when you're working with the big galleries. One, you don't have to be anyway, because they're already taking care of so many sales, you know, those galleries with their connections and who comes into those. So, so I, you know, I obviously want to be in the art world that has, you know, is working with the good gallery, the top galleries and things like that. Not like in art. So like, I don't want to make, I'm like, it's it, so therefore like, yes, good. The art world resides only on Instagram. I only have to focus on Instagram and then also good that I don't have to just be like super sexy content or like really like Instagram art content that usually people see and goes viral. But like generally you have to have good metrics and like people interacting with it like that helps. That always helps. Right. But you don't you don't have to be the artist. Like I was saying, like I can luckily, as I've recently learned, focus more on just my work and share that. And as opposed to like making really good Instagram content. So that's good. So it's like so therefore, like there's reasons to like I shouldn't really hate social media. It's just really a tool, obviously. And like, if I could do without it, I would, but that's just not how the world works now, especially, you know, in creative industries. So yeah, I mean, it's there. I'm, I don't like it, but, but I still think that's a healthy relationship to view yeah. it as a tool to hopefully grow your business. I don't mm-hmm. think there's that there's, there's anything wrong with that. The problem is when it gets to like, you're, you're checking every five seconds, yeah. three seconds, stuff like that. Um, so what's next? You got the show coming up. Mm-hmm. How can people find out about it, and uh, what is next for for you? So yeah, I'm gonna have a, a solo show in the art district in Miami. Um, that's end of July, so July 29th. I posted about it on LinkedIn and Instagram. I do use LinkedIn as well. <laughs> I like LinkedIn because the reach is really good. Where if people like your post on LinkedIn, their art isn't really on Instagram, but or LinkedIn, but it's fine. Yeah, I like it. I like LinkedIn. You get eyeballs so on it. It's since I'm new, I just need to get eyeballs. Yeah. So if they like it, it shows up on all their connections feeds. So it's a great, it's a great tool, as well. Um. So my posts about the show and the details are on my Instagram, and they're on my LinkedIn, and uh, I just recently put up the the address of the gallery and the day and everything. I was a little apprehensive at first because my reach is getting pretty high with Instagram and LinkedIn too. Like my last post about the show had like 20,000 impressions Dang. and then Instagram's higher. So, um, so I don't want like some freak showing up to my show, especially if <laughs> I'm like, nice. yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Let's try Let's try to keep this a freak free zone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and there's a lot of crazy people out there, but you know, especially since my family is going to be there and a bunch of family friends. So well, that's, that's awesome. You should be, you should be proud of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for the show. It's going to be good. Uh, it's just, I want to do, I want to make it as good as possible. So I'm, I'm like, gonna ba- I'm about, ba- I just called my mom earlier, all like nervous. I'm like, I'm about to do so much painting and stuff before my show. And I'm like, I need to figure these things out. And I, w- yeah, I'm not going to get into the details <laughs> of my family because my mom just wants me to be safe and like not move into somewhere dangerous in Miami. That's yeah. like cheap. Yeah. So I'm like, that's, that's pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty fair. I'm trying to just like get my thing started and you know obviously certain family things and being young can have influences on 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 different on different aspects of life but um yeah i'm just i'm ready to just sort of turn the jets on full blast after school 
Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Happy to hear it. Thank, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, oh, man. Th- yeah, hey, bro, you killed course. it. You yeah. killed it, man. You killed <laughs> it. So thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to follow Joe. Uh, links will be in the description down below. And uh, like, comment, subscribe, and check Joe's art out. We will catch you in the next episode. Bye.